Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Louie Lineups. This week, week two is coming up. Week one, we'll get into some guys that I, I like, some guys that, you know, give you a little head scratch, so on and so forth. Week, we'll get you ready for week two. We'll look into the waiver wire, see what guys might be there that could help your team if you were decimated by, you know, an injury to like a guy like Judy, Mostert. You know, even some questionable guys, Zach Moss and Brandon Ayuk, were some questionable scratches. So we'll get into that and get your set your lineups for for week two. Who you need in there, who you don't need in there, guys to be cautious about, and so on and so forth. So let's dive right in with the waiver wire. Uh, obviously, today's Wednesday, so you had to put those in. It's on the Twitter account, guys that I liked, guys that I didn't like. So. If you had Mostert or you needed running back help, Elijah Mitchell was the guy to get. Um, and as your Trey Sermon owners, I, I guess I'm going to have to preach patience here. Just be patient with him. It was definitely concerning that he didn't even suit up on Sunday. Healthy scratch. And after some good preseason performances, Shanahan decided that they were going to hold him out for one week. And this guy, Elijah Mitchell, played pretty well. 19 carries, 104 yards, got all four, four touches. Did good. Did good. He's going to be the number one back coming this Sunday against the Eagles. He's the number one guy to get running back-wise in the waiver wire. Um, I do think Trey Sermon eventually is going to get into this offense and share a 50-50 split on the year, something like that. Maybe Sermon, if he really shines, will take that, take those carries away from Mitchell. But for right now, Elijah Mitchell didn't do anything to work himself out of a number one running back role for the 49ers. So Trey Sermon, don't play him. Just be patient with him. Keep him on your bench. See what happens. Go get Elijah Mitchell if you lost Mostert. Or if you're slim on running backs, Elijah Mitchell was the guy to... Go get. Now, Jerry Judy left the Giant game um, on Sunday with uh, ankle injury. He said, I mean, it looks like at least five weeks he's going to be out. So, I mean, you could see something like six to eight weeks. So, replacing Judy, I would just stick with Denver. Uh, Tim Patrick's a great receiver, and so is KJ Hamler. So, those two guys, along, you have Court and Sutton there, but their roles are going to be increased they're going to get more volume you know Sutton's going to face number one coverage so on teams that lack the cornerback two spot guy like Tim Patrick is going to do pretty well he is um I like him a lot he's probably the best wide receiver out there available in a lot of leagues I see someone that I would target to get my wide receiver either wide receiver depth or if I needed a wide receiver too because Judy went down those that's a guy I am looking at uh, KJ Hamler for the Broncos as well. We'll see who kind of comes out on top in targets. Uh, once Judy left the game, I think Patrick got uh, four targets to Cam- Hamler's three, something like that around those lines. Um, so looking at Patrick, and if Patrick's not available, you can grab someone like Hamler. I do, and staying in that game, Sterling Shepard, available in a lot of leagues. I mean, I've been saying it from day one. He's one of my biggest sleepers this year. Shepard's going to have a good season. He's not primed to be a number one receiver on a team like he was last year. 
He's back in the slot. He's wearing his Oklahoma number. He's more comfortable. He's not facing the best coverage. Galladay draws the attention. Shepard's going to be open. And Jones likes Shepard. He's the only receiver he's, he's had there for you know his whole time being a giant. So you got to like Sterling Shepard going forward. Someone that I'd start on Thursday night. So let's weasel into Thursday night here. You got... Tyler Heineke on Thursday night, short week. I would load up on Gibson. I think they're going to try to get Gibson going big time. A lot of volume, a lot of touches for Gibson. He's going to be a must start against the Giants. Uh, someone I don't like is McLaurin or Logan Thomas. I don't like Washington pass catchers. The Giants secondary is very good uh, in, in coverage. I don't expect a big game from any wide receivers, especially on a short week. So that kind of wraps up your Thursday night there. Giants players, you know, Barkley's questionable right now, so make sure you know he's playing before you start him, but he's someone that I definitely want to start because they barely got him involved against the Broncos, and they're going to need him to get involved if the offense wants to do anything because the way Jason Garrett runs the offense, if you can't run the ball, you're not going to be able to do anything. So they got to get Barkley going. So Barkley's going to try, you know, Giants are going to try to get Barkley uh, more involved this week. At least you'd, you'd hope, you'd think. So that'll be the Thursday night game. Now let's get into some Sunday matchups here that I am a fan of, not a fan of, players that I like, players I don't really like. Let's start with quarterback. So first off... Someone I hated last week in Justin Herbert. Love him this week. Home against Dallas. Going to be a high-scoring affair. Uh, he's going to be. I think he's going to be able to throw at will to to whoever he wants. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, those guys. Play him. Play him. Play him. Herbert's going to sling it. Eckler out of the backfield. Play all your Chargers this week. Love love the Chargers this week. Got to play your Chargers. Now, someone that I'd be. Maybe a little weary of. I know, you know, Jalen Hurts coming off a great week, but now he's got San Fran on the schedule. San Fran's a good defensive team. I know they let up against the Lions last week in the fourth quarter there, but for the first three, the Lions couldn't do anything. Uh, Granted, the Lions aren't great, but Jalen Hurts is someone I might want to pump the brakes on this week at least. Um, So if you have another option... You know, maybe you have, if you had Jalen Hurts and, you know, any quarterback above him and, and Prescott, Murray, Rodgers, Wilson, etc., play play one of those guys. I would consider Baker Mayfield over him. Mayfield's got Houston. Or, you know, take a flyer on Bridgewater. Bridgewater looked good last week. Very efficient. Um, you know, didn't throw for, ton, uh, only threw for one or two touchdowns last week. I know they ran one in. So Bridgewater looked really efficient. Um, so he's somebody that, you know, could be on your waiver wire if you want to throw him in there over a guy like Jalen Hurts. And a waiver wire pickup for quarterback here is Winston. Um, look, Winston's going to, their Saints are going to throw. They've always liked to throw. They, they got, you know, and obviously they're going to want to get Kamara involved, which could take away, you know, touchdown threats, but he threw five of them. So they want to throw in the red zone, it looks like. So Winston's getting five touchdowns. I know he didn't crack 200 yards, but, man, Winston could be a gem 
like a solid gem as a quarterback if if uh, if you don't like who you drafted. So Winston is going to be my go-to quarterback on the waiver wire for sure. So let's head into the running backs for next week. So you're obviously going to play, you know, your studs, so on and and uh, and so forth. Now there are a lot of good matchups here uh, for running backs. There's not many I don't like this week. Um, Miles Sanders might be someone I'd be hesitant on just because San Fran's run defense is good. Clyde Edwards-Helaire, another one in Baltimore Sunday night. Uh, I don't, I don't, not too high on Edwards-Helaire this week. You know, I would rather take somebody, maybe like a Darrell Henderson, who I've said is going to be that bell cow for the Rams and. I'm not too concerned about Sonny Michelle being there, considering, you know, he totaled two yards on Sunday, Sonny Michelle. So I like Henderson still. I, I think he's a good option. We'll see how it, you know, the season starts to play out. But I really do like Henderson. I do. Uh, I think he's a good RB2 option. He got him late in drafts. You know, someone that could outscore a guy like Miles Sanders this week. So I like him this week. I like Damian Harris this week. I like the volume he got. I like how he ran. I liked a lot from Damian Harris aside from aside from the fumble. And he's going against the Jets this week. So those are two guys right there I would want to try to get in my lineups if I could. Alaire and Sanders, I'd pump the brakes on just a little bit. Although... San Fran did let up a ton of yardage to running backs. I don't think there wasn't a 100 yards rusher, but Williams and Swift both had pretty great weeks uh, against San Fran. So, I mean, that'll pretty much sum it up for the running backs. There's a lot of good matchups this week. Easy plays, um, not too many head-scratching decisions uh, from the running back position this week. By receivers, we went over play those Chargers, play Allen, play Williams, get your Chargers in that in your lineups if you can. We said McLaurin's a bad play this week. I would try to take this step back on him. Um, if you have a guy like Mike Williams, maybe throw Williams in there over Terry uh, McLaurin. A guy that I like this week, Corey Davis. Look, he is Zach Wilson's number one target. He is. He loves him. Uh, he, he looks for him all the time. And Corey Davis, a guy that can get open, catch more than five passes a game, and get in the end zone as well. So I, I do like him um, going forward. So if you can get him in the lineup, I would. A guy that needs to stay in your lineup is Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown is he's still Antonio Brown. Look, he's may, he maybe lost a step, but he had so many steps um, with the Steelers and so on and so forth that losing one is not a big deal. And he's got Tom Brady. So you got to like Antonio Brown. going to be really hard to play, not play him in that lineup. I think Godwin or Brown are the top two. I think Mike Evans is taking a step back this year. Mike Evans isn't somebody that I'm too high on anymore. Um they're playing Atlanta. They have a favorable matchup. So if you want to give Evans another go, do it. But Evans, I think, is the third option on that team. And you saw Gronk have a great team, too. So Evans could even be a fourth option on that team. So there's not much to like about Mike Evans on the Tampa Bay right now and a whole lot to like about Antonio Brown on Tampa. 
Obviously, a high-powered offense, anything can happen any week, but um, that's my last receiver I'd want on the Bucks is Mike Evans. So, wide receivers, another another good week. You know, I know Brandon Ayuk killed some people. No idea he was not going to play. Dealing with a small hamstring issue is kind of out of nowhere. So, uh, Ayuk, I'm concerned about just being that late scratch week one. I don't know if he's going to be a late scratch week two, but Debo Samuel absolutely thrived in his place. So Debo's got to be a must start in Philly for me. And the Jags receivers, there was really no clear cut number one between Jones Jr., um, Chenault and Chark. There was no clear number one for me. I know Chark caught a touchdown pass, um, but no clear number one there uh, in my eyes. So I would sit your Jacksonville receivers till you kind of get a feel who Lawrence likes the most, who they look for the most, who who's getting the most, especially in a week against Denver. So those Jaguars, keep them on your bench. Kind of let this couple weeks play out here and see who's getting um, more volume. So you got to play Debo this week. You Try to get those chargers in your lineup and, you know, in terms of teams with a bad matchup, you're going to want to sit your Jacksonville guys. And I know Cincy had a great win last week, but between Chase, Higgins, you're in Chicago this week. Chicago's defense needs to play better than it played on Sunday night. They're going to be ready. They're going to be up for a challenge. Burrow's going to be on the road. I, you know, Cincinnati is a scrappy team, but I don't think they're they're a team that's huge and big and and winning two games in a row or, or going on a streak kind of thing. So I expect Burrow to take a tiny step back this week. And I'm a big fan of Joe Burrow, but I kind of like the Bears in that game. Um, so if I maybe like someone over a guy like T. Higgins, I would do it, but. Look, the, the Bengals are going to need to throw in the game anyway. Mixon looked great last week. They're going to try to establish a run as well. I just ex- don't expect the Bengals to score more than three touchdowns or so in that game. So now we've touched base on your wide receivers. You move on to tight end here. There's not too much to like on the waiver wire tight end-wise. Maybe Jared Cook, a guy who got a lot of targets against Washington. Um, if you're looking for, a, if you need a tight end, Jared Cook's not a horrible option there. Uh, Darren Waller looks like a stud. Um, never going to take him out. I mean, John Gruden absolutely loves the guy, so he's someone that no matter he's a no matter who he plays kind of guy. He, you're gonna you're gonna um, put him in your lineup, even though he's. At Pittsburgh this week, don't overthink it. You got to play Waller. So, Mark Andrews was a guy that had a kind of a down week. You're hoping that this isn't a like Zach kind of Ertz tight end where Ertz was phenomenal for a couple seasons and then all of a sudden just didn't collapse but just wasn't producing. Uh, just just didn't really produce. Kyle Pitts, you know, Atlanta had a bad game. Keep starting Kyle Pitts, run him out there. He's he's a fantastic talent and someone that Atlanta definitely, definitely, definitely wants to 
get involved. Another waiver wire target could be Rob Gronkowski. I mean, 80 yards, a couple touchdowns, playing a weak Atlanta defense this week, not too bad. Noah Fant, stock increases with Judy going out. He's another option there, especially against the Jaguars defense. Fant's going to be a great play this week. Logan Thomas, slightly down on this week, not not huge about him. If any coverage... There's coverage weaknesses in the Giants' defense. It's definitely with their linebackers where Thomas would be matched on. I just don't know if I believe in Henneke enough to go and trust Logan Thomas to go out there and connect with Henneke for you know a touchdown and 50 yards. I'd rather go with a guy like Jared Cook this week over Logan Thomas. Goddard's the guy in Philly. Uh, Ertz shouldn't really be owned in your league. You should be dropping Zach Ertz. Um, Goddard is the man in Philly. I liked what I saw from Higby last week. He was one of my sleepers. Uh, Higby is going to get some some looks, especially when Cup and Woods can't stress the field in the red zone and things like that. Stafford is is big on the tight end in the red zone, and Higby is getting those reps now, not splitting it with Everett anymore because he's in Seattle. So Higby, um, a guy that I'd be encouraged of. Cole Komet got uh, more targets for the Bears, so he's a, you know, if you're in a really deep league and you really need a tight end, I would say Jared Cook, Rob Gronkowski, Cole Komet, those are the, the, the three guys that you're looking at. Cole Komet being one of the last options there, he's my third on that list. Gronkowski and Cook are pretty even, whichever one's available in your league. If you need tight end depth or need a tight end, he's the one to grab. So now defenses this week because that they're way more important than um, than kickers to go week by week. Kickers are are, are kind of a, a crapshoot here. So looking at defenses that might be out there that you can go out and grab. Uh, someone like the Giants defense short week against Washington. I kind of like Thursday night defenses. Redskins throwing a backup quarterback. The Giants D that could be available to you be a decent pickup here to play against Washington on a short week. The Saints are a decent play in Carolina. Darnold did not put up a lot of points against the Jets. The Saints have a better defense than the Jets for sure. So the Saints are a team that I'm looking at on the waiver wire this week. Some defenses that I definitely not start this week. Ravens defense, obviously playing Kansas City. I wouldn't play the Chargers defense, um, even though I think they could be good down the stretch. They're playing Dallas at home. I just think that game is going to be too high scoring. Um, so those two defenses are I would try to get out of there. If you had the Vikings defense, which I don't know why you ha- you'd have it. If you have it, drop the Dyke Vikings defense. The Vikings defense is not good. They're going to play the Cardinals in Arizona this week. They are going to let up points. Don't play the Vikings defense. See if you can grab um, Giants. Maybe you can get the Saints. One of those two. Don't play the Vikings this week. Drop them. Probably don't play them ever. Jaguars defense. Last week, somebody might have said, yeah, yeah, just grab them against Houston. The Jaguars stink. Don't think about grabbing their defense ever again. Even though they play Denver, their offense isn't supposed to be good. They put up 27 points against the good Giants defense. So just don't think about the Jaguars anymore for the rest of the season. And, you know, I'm sure Broncos' defenses are already rostered, but they're going to have a great matchup this week uh, down in 
Jacksonville. So that'll pretty much do it here for your defenses, I think. Um, you want to take the Bears D at home against Cincy, you could do that as well. But Green Bay is out there against Detroit. Uh, and Detroit obviously didn't score in the first three quarters much against San Fran on the road at all. Green Bay needs a win. They looked awful. You expect this defense to come out hot. So definitely three big defenses to target in, free, in uh, the waiver wire. Giants, Packers, Saints, and then if all of those go to hell, it can go for the Bears. That might not be available home against the Bengals. So that'll do it for you know your your lineup this week. Um, last week I said Ryan Tannehill was going to put up the most quarterback fantasy points. Boy was I wrong. Um, not even close. Patrick Mahomes put up the most points. So if you commented Patrick Mahomes on Twitter, which nobody did, uh, you would have got a solid, I think, 30 bucks. Would have got a solid 30 bucks out of it if you just commented. Nobody commented Patrick Mahomes. So this week, let's look at the running backs this week. I think the running back that's going to put up the highest amount of points this week is going to be Austin Eckler. I'm going to go Eckler home against Dallas. I think Eckler is the best running back you can have in fantasy this week. If you think otherwise, tweet it, comment it, reply, let me know. You could have a chance to win some cash. So that'd do it for me this week. Um, Hopefully you take my advice, set your lineups for, for Sunday. Either go to 2-0 and or try to get yourself in the wing column here in week two. That'll be it for me. And here's Joe with your daily DraftKings lineup for Sunday. 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 What's up, everyone? Joe Wanderling here with HVH Picks. We're back week two with Lou and Louie lineups. Looking for a big bounce back in our DraftKings Sunday slate. Uh, we had some issues last week, mostly in the quarterback position. Ryan Fitzpatrick went down early for us. And obviously it wasn't our only concern, but probably our biggest, right? Never a good look when one of your guys goes down early with an injury in any position, but particularly the quarterback position. So we're looking to bounce back in a big way in all aspects of what we do here. We're talking fantasy football lineups, DraftKings lineups, our bets. Um, Excited for week one, but unfortunately we didn't do so hot in any of the three categories. So let's see if week two is a bit kinder to us. Um, I really love this lineup that I just put together for this week. Last week I went and rolled out two. They were very similar. This week we're just going to roll out one. So let's jump right into it. Tom Brady at the quarterback position, home against Atlanta. I know it's, it's not New England, but it's still Tom Brady in the flashbacks of that Super Bowl. And I'm expecting what I expected this past week with the Eagles and the Falcons, which was a high-scoring game. Unfortunately, Atlanta did not show up. Philly was the team that did in a 32-6 route. I think Tom Brady is destined for a big day. I think he's going to have absolutely no problem doing whatever he wants to that Atlanta defense. I got Brady, and I have Rob Gronkowski in my tight end position. I'm rocking with the two of them. I like them to hook up, if not once, but twice 
in the end zone on Sunday, both destined for big games. I think Tampa Bay is going to have a field day on that defense. At the running back position, we have one obvious, one not so obvious. The obvious one, Alvin Kamara, going into Carolina. We saw, despite the surprise of both the Saints defense and Jameis Winston, Kamara's got a workload in front of him. There's going to be no problem getting him the ball, his touches, both receiving and rushing. Going up against Carolina's defense, they did play well against the Jets, but this Saints team surprised the world on Sunday, dominating fashion on both sides of the ball, so we got to ride this one out. I don't see why they can't do the same thing on Sunday against this Panthers team. Sam Darnold throwing the ball, you know, one or two picks, sets them up some good field position. I think Kamara has a big day. And Kenyon Drake of the Las Vegas Raiders. I know they're going into Pittsburgh, but one, we saw a very highly entertaining game on Monday Night Football with the Raiders and the Ravens, and Josh Jacobs is out. So I don't know if they haven't gotten around to it yet to up this price, but Kenyon Drake is 4900 So I think that's a steal. I think that's something you have to look at, something you should play regardless of the matchup. Um, the Ravens are a very respectful defense, and the Raiders put up 33. Going into Pittsburgh, I think Drake's certainly going to get his touches, and we'll see if he can make something happen with those touches. At wide receiver, we got a couple repeats. Jamar Chase had absolutely no problem um, getting past those preseason demons that he was talking about the football, and you don't have any more, you know, the white's not on it, and it's bigger, or it's this, or it's that. So he had a big week, week one. Against Minnesota, a very respectful defense. They're going into Chicago. I think they're they're in for a possible 2-0 start. I think they're going to move the ball. I think they're going to put some points on the board. Jamar Chase can have some of that same success he had week one. And Myers for New England, Jacoby Myers. I'm finally saying his name right. I apologize that I was going back and forth with it last week. Um, did fine week one. I think Mac Jones is going to have a coming out party week two against the Jets, matching up with Zach Wilson. I was big on Zach Wilson week one and that offense and the coach and the team. I had the money line. I had the points. I had the over in the game, and the Jets just didn't quite look in sync. I think Mac Jones had the best week one out of all the rookie quarterbacks. None of them were sensational. However, I think week two is where he can start to separate himself from the rest of the group, Trevor Lawrence, including Zach Wilson, on the same field. I think he outplays him. I think he's destined for a big game. The Patriots are in for a big day, and that includes Jacoby Myers. He finds the end zone once or twice, hooking up with Mac Jones. And then Cortland Sutton, I have for the Denver Broncos, all right, pretty good game against the Giants. He was matched up, I would imagine, with uh, Bradbury all game. Um, I can't confirm that. I wasn't exactly paying too close attention to that game when I had the Green Bay going on next to me and my saving grace pick, trying to get some money back on the week. But going up against Jacksonville's defense, only 5200 for Sutton, only 5100 for Myers and five for Chase. So we're getting our wide receivers cheap. We're getting arguably wide receiver ones on all three teams that – are going into winnable games, right? Cincinnati, Chicago, New England and the Jets, Denver at Jacksonville. All three of those teams are, I believe, the favorite. Maybe Chicago is a very small favorite. I have to double-check that. But all three winnable games, and I think 
these are your plays. They're cheap, right? We always like to go heavy on our running backs. So those three, you know, any combination of those three, you can get for an absolute steal. All right, our last two are flex. I got Ezekiel Elliott. He was 6,200. We saw Dak show everybody that he's ready to roll. He's healthy. He's going to be putting on a show week in and week out. Zeke was a little bit late to the party. He's a little slow first week. It's normal from a running back. We're seeing the same thing in New York with Saquon Barkley. So I think that Zeke can go into L.A., that Chargers team. They didn't really do a great job against Gibson and the, and the Washington football team this past Sunday in terms of stopping the run. I think they're more of that offensive threat and they're more respectful on the offensive side of the ball. I think Dak will continue to do his thing, and I think Zeke is going to ball out. I have the, the Cowboys as one of my big upsets for the week, as it, although I don't see it really that way. I believe I can get him at plus 160. So I'm all over the Cowboys this week, and that includes Dak. That includes Zeke. That includes Amari Cooper. And that includes them getting the W in L.A. and them getting their first win of the season. And then for my defense, we talked about the Saints already with Alvin Kamara. Look, if they can make Aaron Rodgers look like he shouldn't be playing football anymore, I can't imagine what they might be able to do against Sam Darnold and that Carolina offense. I'm rocking the Saints. They're only 3,100. You know, a couple turnovers, maybe take one to the house. Who knows? But I'm really excited about this lineup we put together this week. I'm really excited football is back, right? Hopefully all we can ask is that it's a little bit more friendly to our pockets moving forward. So best of luck with you guys this week. DraftKings lineups, your fantasy football lineups, your bets. Let's have a hell of a week.